This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Nick Shaheen, Mitchell Barkowski, Eric Wong, Marcus Rude, and Mad Mag. Thank you all so, so much. I have like 8 million other names here. Sorry. Uh, thank you all so much. They donated over at patreon.com slash I hate horror. So if you can support monetarily, that's the best way to do it. Um, I also just wanted to shout out uh, a fan of the show. Uh, look, Google something or not Google. Just go on YouTube and search something ghoulish. Uh, he's a fan of the show uh, and he started this project, something ghoulish. Uh, it's kind of like lore, but uh, for horror movies. Uh, so he goes through the history of these older horror movies uh, and it's a really cool project. So I just wanted to give him a shout out and shout outs to Stephen Milano, uh, Diana DP and Phil Mosdale for sending us a bunch of gifts this week. Oh, and Alien Space Bats. Thank you all so much. Uh, they sent us a bunch of gifts in the last few weeks. And uh, Yeah, Alien told me uh, she sent me candies, and uh, I have, have yet to see those, Dude, Sean. You haven't seen your shirt. You haven't seen your hat. I have, like, everything for you. It's all here. <laughs> uh, but I, the candy I'm literally staring at in a purple bag, uh, it's sitting on my counter. So I will get those to Joe eventually. <laughs> so Joe will eventually see uh, see your the what you've given him someday. All right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, this episode is uh, is that a baby screaming? <laughs> oh, you hear that? I do. See, I, have head- I have headphones in, so I thought I heard that. <laughs> just, just ignoring my baby. <laughs> well, the phone probably picks it up more, but uh, the. Uh, Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, so next up is uh, that baby might be watching Cursed from 2005 because that was my reaction. So I can tell you, I can tell you, Baby Shay watched the last 10 minutes of it. It was literally <laughs> laughing out loud. <laughs> weren't, weren't we all? Weren't we all? <laughs> uh, all right. So Cursed is up next. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show. Show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> you know, I forget what, what the, the last few movies we've done haven't been so bad, I don't think. They haven't. We did Silver Bullet, which was enjoyable. Right. Then we, then did, we did Tremors and uh, My Bloody Valentine, which great. we both loved. Manos Hands of Fate, which, like, as bad as it is, it's not, like, the worst thing. This is worse. This No doubt. <laughs> Without a fucking doubt. <laughs> this is from 2005, and courtesy of Wes Craven. Yeah. What? How the mighty have fallen. <laughs> there That's is... Crazy. Did you read the backstory behind this movie? Uh, I started to, and then I got sidetracked. I did see, like, uh, Judy Greer... Was like I don't know. She's like I don't know why it was such a mess. She's like when we were shooting it, it was fine and the script was fine, but it took like seven years. Dude, it, it was shooting it. It was literally a two-year project. Like they okay, it's fucking crazy. Okay, so it's directed by Wes Craven. Thirty-eight million dollar budget. <laughs> they made twenty-nine worldwide. They only made nineteen in America. So not a great, not a great movie. <laughs> it's written by this guy Kevin Williamson who created Dawson's Creek, but he also developed the screenplays for Scream and Scream 2 and 4, which I thought was weird. I did not know that. And then he also wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer on the Faculty. So he likes teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But one of the weirdest things to me, and I mean, we'll go into it when we talk about the movie, but the homophobia in this movie is like super weird. 
<laughs> like, because it's so prominent in 2005. Yeah, it was like the most baffling coming out scene I've ever seen in my life. Dude, a lot of baffling stuff in this. It's really bizarre. And the, but one of the really interesting things is the writer is openly gay. So I don't know. There's something, there's something interesting. Like, I, something you think, happened. You would think he would know how to handle that better. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of things changed, and they definitely did. So it was originally planned for 2003. Uh, the Weinstein brothers, though, they'd filmed 90% of the movie. The movie was fucking done based on the original script. And then the Weinsteins were like, no, you're going to reshoot the whole thing. And and they spent they spent a year and a half doing reshoots that also brought it down from an R to a PG rating and <laughs> and they they'd spent all the money on practical effect werewolves and they scrapped it all for the CGI stuff and we'll talk about that more when we get there but that CGI was offensive. <laughs> Wes Craven said the cursed experience was so screwed up. I mean, it went on for a year and a half of my life for a film that wasn't anything close to what it should have been. <laughs> uh, and I guess he was supposed to do that movie Pulse that he wrote, but he couldn't do it. Um, and he, this, like, he straight up in this interview talks about, he was like, you know what? I asked him for double my rate to do it because they really wanted me to make this movie. So I asked for double and they were like, sure. And then it took two and a half years to make. He's like, I could have made three movies in that period that actually did better than this one. So he's like, so this this is when I learned, uh, you know, not to chase the money. But he also said after this movie, no one wanted him to do anything anymore. I'm sure. But how does that make sense? Because I feel like everyone in Hollywood understands like, they should know, right? Like, they should be like, oh, wow, that was that fuck up where the Weinstein brothers fucked it all up. So, I'm sure the Hollywood insiders knew that, but I'm sure, like, most... Oh, they, so you think, like, think the optics. audience knew that. Yeah. No, no, I, I think they're like, well, this was terrible. People are going to remember that. Like, Wes Craven, that's what he puts out now. And they're not going to go see any more of his movies. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Fuck, that sucks. That fucking sucks. Jesus Christ. Yep. All right, so that that's the story of it. Two and a half years it took to make this movie, which after you watch it, you would never believe that statement. <laughs> like, this movie shouldn't take more than uh, a few hours to make. Really. Two and a half days? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, starring uh, Christina Ricci, Josh Jackson, Jesse Eisenberg, Judy Greer, Portia de Rossi, Shannon Elizabeth, and the, uh, the uh, fabulous Maya. Yeah. Maya. She does have a role in this. Remember her? Ghetto Superstar? Of course. What a... F I had the biggest fucking crush on Maya. Like, I, f I was in love with Maya, like, for a minute. Yeah. But not it's so much that I listened to her music. <laughs> no, you just like the music videos. Yeah. She had, like, two music videos, Ghetto Superstar and, like, one other, like, really, like, TRL jammer. And uh, I, was, I was very big into her. I was, I was in love with her. She's still putting out music. Can you believe that? I can't. I can't. That's, uh, that's her job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of music, this movie is chock full of it. This movie starts with Bowling for Soup <laughs> doing a live performance, so you know it's going to be good. Oh, they are performing some shitty song about Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, I also want to say, when they... When they were scheduling this movie to be released in 2003, like they made a big announcement, like Wes Craven's doing a werewolf movie and the wine scenes were like, this is going to change the werewolf genre as you know it. <laughs> That's a quote. I've never seen so many werewolf tropes in a werewolf movie in my life. It was fucking insane. It was they embarrassing. managed to fit gypsies into this movie. Dude, in 2005. In 2005. And it's just, it's just a bunch. They were literally just sitting on a couch, like a casting call. And she's like, hmm, what are those gypsies doing over here? <laughs> gypsies show up to Hollywood and, and come to the Craig Kilborn show to talk to somebody. 
You fucking kidding? That's the most, like, crowbarred excuse to put something in a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, my God. It was insane. Dude, everything is so weird and forced in this. I... I I just have a lot of trouble with everything about it. Um, and I think I'll wait until we get to the end to like kind of break into that because, okay. but like, ugh, fuck, there's just like a bunch of shit. Like, I don't know. Okay. So let's, let's get into and I, it. I do, I do apologize to the listeners. Uh, Shay is awake and it sounds like she's having the time of her life upstairs. <laughs> so I'll, I'll hear, I'm serious. She, she's just squealing. It's not like painful squeals. She's just like having fun. So it'll probably all pick up. You, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Bowling for Soup's playing we're at a carnival and that crowbar gypsy we talked about she kicks us off right from the beginning um, with uh, Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie fame Uh, she's saying I see blood so much blood you're both in danger Wait, wait 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 the gypsy the fortune teller was Shannon Elizabeth? No, no, no. The fortune teller no, was talking to Russia. Okay, I got it. Yeah, she's talking to Shannon Elizabeth. That Portia de Rossi was the gypsy. Yeah, I got confused. Because, you know, most gypsies look like Portia de Rossi. <laughs> 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 Fucking kidding. She was, in like, she was like all done up in makeup, too, like Hollywood style. Yeah. <laughs> like, looked beautiful. It was insane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was not. It was not the thinner people. It was not the gypsies from wolfman it was it was something else um and she's also working like the biggest carnival in the world so it's not even it's not even uh you know it's not even like off the beaten path gypsies no so shannon elizabeth tells her to lay off the crack pipe after uh the woman tells her she's in danger and uh that and she's off. She's on her way. She's on her way. She's been threatened. Shay's having so I, I, much fun. It, I know. I'm about to go ground her. Uh, <laughs> and and we open up. They start doing the credits. And you know you're in trouble when you see that terrible uh, early 2000s editing to a music to a song, and like shit's just flashing to the beat of the music. It's so fucking bad, man. It's just fucking brutal. Um, it fucking sucks. And we meet, we meet Jesse Eisenberg who plays Jimmy the Geek. A very young Jesse Eisenberg. Very young. Uh, I honestly, I don't even know if I knew he was like acting at this point. 2005. Yeah. I mean, he was in, uh, The Village, which was the year before. Fuck. Are you serious? He was. Yeah. Oh my God. But, but I mean, he wasn't a star at this point. That's crazy. And honestly, I'm surprised, kind of like what you're saying with with Wes uh, not getting any work. I'm surprised he's gone on to have the career that he's had after being in, in this. And Actually, the village wasn't that well panned. I completely agree with you because his character in this is straight up Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3. <laughs> 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 and it's a fucking nightmare, dude. So basically, uh, Jesse Eisenberg turns into cool guy in this movie. And he just starts cutting jokes that are so painful. They are so painful to listen to. Um, but right now he's a super geek and he runs into Brooke, who will be uh, the babe of the film. And her boyfriend, Bo, who is uh, the most homophobic human being on Earth. <laughs> he is, but we'll find out why. We will find out why. And it's I think it's more offensive. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I do need to just hi- highlight one line that just cracked me up because it's just so stupid because he's just making fun of Jesse Eisenberg for being gay and he's not gay and he just keeps saying it over and over again and, <laughs> and as Jesse Eisenberg finally leaves he's like fine I'm done <laughs> Bo just yells I think your dog is gay too <laughs> which <laughs> like what like now like just being homophobic to dogs too is like the, the sense of humor for Bo. Like, like making fun of a dog's sexuality. It's so fucking. It's so fucking unbelievable. And again, uh, you you mentioned this earlier. This is two thousand and five. Way later. Way like too like later I mean this. now it's two thousand eighteen. Uh, you know we're more progressive than we were then, but it's still it should not have been. Like this. Dude, the Pam Greer commercials were out by 2005. You know what I'm talking about? 
the don't wait, say the wa- <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, Wanda Sykes Wanda Sykes Wanda Sykes, <laughs> Wanda Sykes. my bad my bad I was like, Pam Greer made a commercial? Uh, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Wait, did you get to meet Pam Greer when you went to that I convention? Did, I, I did, and it was wonderful. And oh, okay. she demanded I come back. Like, I had already walked away, and she was literally like, get back over here and bring that the girl with you. She's talking about Shay. And she, like, made me let her hold her so she could talk to her. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to meet her. Fuck. Anyway, yeah, yeah Wanda, the Wanda Sykes commercial. Uh, <laughs> it probably would have been more effective if Pam Greer had done it, but. Yeah, you'd be terrified. You'd be like, I'm not saying that word ever again. <laughs> you would. No one would ever. She's in her Foxy Brown character. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What? Oh, fuck. Why? I wish they did that. Uh, just fucking straight America out. Uh, I feel like I said this last week, but I watched um, Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Did I talk about this last week? No, you didn't. Okay, well, it, that's the most homophobic movie I've ever seen. There's, there's, a, there's a cop who uses a homophobic slur so often that I'm not even sure he knows what it means because it, the way he uses it does not apply to anything. At one point, it was honestly exhausting. You're like, there's no way like this guy has this limited of a vocabulary because he was, just, he was using it for everything. It was just like, holy shit. Like, I, I get it, dude. Like, I get it. Jeez. What year was that made? <laughs> uh, like fucking 80, 80, 81. So, you know, it was like the height where there was like a, a scare, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And people were like... People that didn't know how to make movies didn't know how to tackle it, and this was the case in that one. That is so fucking fucking funny. Oh my god, it's 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 funny now, but like it is like fucking bad. Like you cringe. I cringe during most of this until there's a reveal, and then you're just very confused for the rest of the movie. Um, <laughs> Christina Ricci, we are introduced to her. She's Jimmy's sister. Yes, rocking the fucking me. power suit. <laughs> And she's uh, dating Josh Jackson. She is. Who is Jake. And he runs Tinsel. which is. He seems cl- way older than her. He seems way older. He seems creepy. He seems creepy. Uh, but maybe a little bit harmless. But creepy still. Seems. I don't know. I, I didn't like anything about this movie. Really. <laughs> although. I, I did not either. Although. I'm going to be honest. I didn't hate it. I don't think I hated it. Oh, I, I did. <laughs> well, so we're introduced to these two characters, Josh Jackson, uh, Jake, and Christina Ricci. I forget her name. Elise? Ellie? Uh, L. L. Ellie? Ellie. Ellie. Um, and she gets a call from her idiot brother. Um, I mean, I think the biggest problem is everyone to me was really unlikable except Ricci. I liked Ricci in it. Yeah. But I'll agree with that. Yeah, everyone, even Jesse was kind of a fucking obnoxious ass. Jesse was fucking, dude, I couldn't even deal with him. Like, on both ends of the spectrum, there's a moment in the middle where he's kind of normal. And everything else is fucking terrible. Um, and uh, so Jesse calls, uh, or I'm going to try to use her name. It's Jimmy uh, calls his sister. He needs a ride. She goes, picks him up. They're driving. And something stomps on their windshield, <laughs> causing them to hurl out of control and uh, smash into another car. Yes. That car goes flying off of a fucking cliff. They T-bone that car and it goes off a cliff, rolls about a million times and lands upside down. And Christina Ricci has the audacity to say, hey, someone might be hurt down there. <laughs> Yeah, well, it yeah, turns out they're probably fucking dead. Well, they're not. But they're, they're not fine. They're, they're not. just like mildly inconvenienced because they're upside down. <laughs> they are upside down and fine. And it's Shannon Elizabeth. It's Shannon Elizabeth in that car, and she uh, she's upside down, and really nothing wrong uh, except that she's just stuck upside down. That's it. She just, yeah, she can't get out. And she thinks she smells uh, oil leaking. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, which is whatever. And then uh, while all this is happening, this scene drags on a little bit until a werewolf (laughs) shatters the passenger window or the driver's side window and bites Shannon Elizabeth in the shoulder and yanks her out. And then, (laughs) Jesus shit. And then Jesse grabs onto her leg 
and Richie grabs onto his leg, and they just all three of them just get dragged like a cartoon, <laughs> like a fucking Scooby Doo cartoon, and they're all getting dragged through the woods by uh, a werewolf, a werewolf. Yeah, that's a werewolf. Um, uh, somehow though, Jimmy and Christina get get away, but they they've both been uh, a little battle damaged, a couple scratches on them, couple couple wolf scratches on them, and Nick Offerman, a cop. Did you pick up on that? I did. It said, hold my note says, holy shit, Ron Swanson. It's one of my three notes. Uh, so. Nick Offerman, that's crazy to me. Like, I just love seeing people before they made it big in these, like, shitty fucking roles. And, like, Nick Offerman's voice, like, has never changed. So he's still just talking in this terrible voice. Like, you would never hire him for a part. Like, <laughs> I guess besides Ron Swanson, if that's what you were imagining in your head. But you're like, you see him as this police officer and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ. This guy's charisma is in the negatives. Like, <laughs> talking so monotone. He's just like, well, Jimmy. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. Um, it's, it's, dude, it's fucking funny how like one role can like change your fucking life. Yeah, I mean, he was born for Ron Swanson. Whoever wrote that role is a fucking genius because they made it for him. Yeah, yeah, they had to have. Like that, that like honestly, like that's fucking nuts. Um That's fucking crazy. Uh so we presume Jimmy thinks it's a werewolf. Well, yes, Jimmy thinks it's a werewolf. <laughs> Immediately. And we know this because he has werewolf comics spread across his bedroom. He is the mango expert in this because he references chapters of books uh, during the whole In his mango book. <laughs> he does. He's like, oh, yes, this is in chapter four, which he doesn't have any books. He only has comic books and the Internet, which. <laughs> That's true. So there would be no chapter. He's such an asshole. <laughs> and also, if you're referencing the internet and comic books to make a point, you should probably be fucking killed. Especially <laughs> the internet in like 2005. Like he was on like Rotten.com, like looking for werewolf information. <laughs> I love the Rotten.com. Dude, remember that fucking shit? Wasn't there a couple of them? There was Rotten.com and there was like something else very similar. Yeah, there was. Uh, our buddy Matt used to love those. Yes, yeah. yeah. And I remember I never went to the other one because, like, Rotten was enough for me. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you morbidly went across it every once in a while and realized you were probably looking at, like, illicit activity. And <laughs> you just logged off. You just fucking turned it off. Yeah. I mean, people are always looking for a snuff film, and it's just Rotten.com. It is Rotten.com. <laughs> uh... Well, we start getting our spooky werewolf shit. Um, and uh, Christina, I just have a note here that Christina Ricci is the only person in 2005 with a fucking Dutch wooden cuckoo clock in her kitchen. Uh, the old, <laughs> old fashioned uh, cuckoo clock jump scare occurs in this movie made in 2005. <laughs> un fucking believable. <laughs> That's like offensive. That's offensive to me. And it's it's a fucking red red riding hood like cuckoo. Like this whole thing is just really pissing me off. Like it really, it really pisses me off. But uh it gets me it gets worse when uh Jimmy wakes up naked in the backyard and we get to see uh Jimmy's naked butthole. <laughs> so if you want to see Jesse Eisenberg's asshole, this is the film to watch, guys. <laughs> Wait, I don't think you see his asshole. No, you don't. But okay. <laughs> he climbs into his window, and it's a little, it's a little, it's a little too much. It's a little too much crack. <laughs> sure, all right. You see the no, full crack. <laughs> sure, but no brown eye. <laughs> no brown eye. <laughs> okay. Although I didn't go frame by frame, but I might, I might <laughs> to prove a point. Um, Maybe the uncut version. <laughs> that, that they originally filmed maybe maybe and he's trying to convince christina that this is a werewolf and uh, nobody's having it even though christina ricci has a pentagram dots on her hand. <laughs> he's like hey i heard if you're a werewolf you have a pentagram on your hand five points she's like oh yeah and she opens her hand and there's five dots on her <laughs> and, and, and it's fucking right there <laughs> and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> it's the tropiest werewolf movie of all time. Uh it's 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 insane. Like Christina Ricci ends up going to work 
She's like, I, I smell something so delicious. And she walks like 15 miles and finds a woman with a nosebleed. <laughs> and you're like, come on. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I actually just watched, um, remember that movie Wolf with Jack Nicholson? I do. Somebody actually just messaged me today and was like, are you guys ever going to do Wolf? Oh, my God. I just watched it um, for the cult classic for werewolf movie. I fucking love that movie, dude. That movie is fucking good. It's a little I, slow, but I like could. at least it was like a take on like uh, like how a werewolf. I don't know how a werewolf would act uh, today. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, how, it, was, it was more I how you go about years, your life. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and that's how, how to cope with it. Yeah, and and that's fucking kind of dope. So it's like a little bit slow, but really good. But Jack Nicholson has a similar scene where he does that, but it's not it's not as fucking egregious as this. Like it, it's really fucking egregious in this fucking movie. It's so fucking annoying. Um, they just do it so much better. Like it's all I could think about was the tropes that they used in Wolf. You were actually like, oh shit, that's a good idea. Um, but not in this movie. Not in this movie. Also, the only good song in the movie plays right now, and that's Houdini. A freaks come out at night. <laughs> Great. I was like, why, why is this in this shitty-ass soundtrack? Why is Houdini somehow <laughs> pried into this? Um, and Christina's at a work party. There's a lot of um, teen romance here with Josh Jackson and Ricci. Um, a lot of drama. Uh, they're in their 20s, actually. They're in their 20s. Sure, they're in the sure. I guess young people fucking drama. Okay, it's I, I don't know what to say. Young adult, it's like young. Yeah, it's fucking obnoxious, is what it is. Uh, because it's just like, oh, you slept with a bunch of girls and blah blah blah, and this. <sighs> okay, so they're at this work party, and the reason they're there is because Christina needs to interview <laughs> Scott Bayo. <laughs> Who is played by Scott Bayo? Scott Bayo is playing himself, who is going to be on the Craig Kilborn show where Christina Ricci works. <laughs> and they're like, you need to interview Scott. And she's like, fine. So she interviews him. And the interview is like, so I'm going to talk to you about. So we're going to play some clips of your old work. And then uh, then Craig will ask you some questions. And he's like, OK. And then he touches her thigh and she's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> And it's the weirdest thing in the world. And so now I would just want to talk about this because everything starts getting pried into this movie now. Because with Josh Jackson, you're having this weird uh, kind of STD overlay. Yes. You're having Scott Bayo play again at the end. Yes. And you're having Scott Bayo crammed into this for some reason. Craig Kilborn crammed into this for some reason. Like, Scott Bayo is in this movie. Like, <laughs> from now till the end of the movie, he just keeps appearing as Scott Bayo. And you're just like, what the fuck is happening? And there's nobody just a- gave a shit about Scott Bayo in 2005. Dude, absolutely nobody. Absolutely. Like, actually, Christina Ricci is like, okay, so we're going to show clips from Happy Days, then Joni Loves Chachi, then she names something else. And she's like, and then we're going to ask you what you've been up to. And I was like, what had he been up to? Yeah, nothing. He's more <laughs> relevant now that he's obnoxious on Twitter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and during this party was when we we're introduced to Maya, who's um, everyone has fucked Josh Jackson. <laughs> I guess that's yeah. the that's the uh, lesson in all of this. Everyone's fucked Jack. Josh Jackson um, and Maya is one of them and on her way out of the party she's mauled by a fucking werewolf yes the one of the only cool things though is uh, she sees people's f- human footprints like bloody footprints and they slowly turn into like dog footprints <laughs> now I know when I, I guess- say that it doesn't sound very cool <laughs> I, was gonna say, I guess that's cool <laughs> I feel like it was kind of effective. Um, But my biggest problem in this is the werewolves can smell blood from... uh, Miles. Miles away. Yes. 
And somehow Maya evades this werewolf for like hours in the parking garage, uh, just hiding under cars and running away. And somehow the werewolf cannot find Maya for some reason. And it takes forever. And ultimately the werewolf does get her, but by trapping her in an elevator somehow. And um, this is a good point to talk about the werewolf effects because this is our first full scene of seeing the werewolf. Wait, Sean, before, this is a good point to talk about this. But before we do, we skipped over a scene uh, right when, when right before Jesse wakes up naked outside. <laughs> yeah. Ellie has a, a dream, a nightmare. Oh. She bites off Josh Jackson's neck. Yes. And the CGI is so ridiculous. It looks like somebody bit like a, you know, when you bite into a gingerbread man. <laughs> and then the most blood I have ever seen in my life shoots out of the open wound. Like straight up into the air. Yeah, it that made me laugh so hard. That that scene fucking is, uh, that, that scene is uh, fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> uh, so now to the werewolves. Uh, they look terrible. Yeah, so it was very much, um, boy, it was, it wasn't um, Scorpion King bad. <laughs> no, no, it was not. But uh, if you had 90% of a movie shot with practical effect werewolves, you probably should have just went with that. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> like, they had shot it, and then they were like, you know what? No way. Like, <laughs> like it's fucking weird. And, I mean, they, they practical... It's post Lord of the Rings. Like, I'm not even a huge fan of Lord of the Rings movies, but those CGI looks fantastic. Oh my they had god. that technology. Oh, my God. Wait. I did not even think about that. That is a great milestone. This movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> I gave this I gave the CGI way too much leniency for being 2005. Holy shit. I forgot Lord of the Rings was in high school. Oh my god. 2005 was was that Jack Black King Kong movie which wasn't great but King Kong looked fine. <laughs> Why couldn't you just fucking use whatever everyone else was using? Oh my god. Holy shit. That cuz there's a scene where the werewolf is jumping on the cars in that parking garage. Yeah. And it looks so stupid. <laughs> sure. There's a scene where the werewolf transforms and <laughs> looks into the mirror. And I was like, I would, I would honestly just stop filming if I saw it. <laughs> if someone played that back to me, I'd be like, I'm, I'm done here. Oh, Talk to my lawyers. Oh, well, Richie's still not buying the werewolf story, even though she is a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> and the gypsy shows up to her work and is like, hey, you're a werewolf. And she's like, oh, what is going on here? <laughs> uh, meanwhile, now Christina Ricci, she is, her and her brother, Jimmy, are both werewolves now because they've both been scratched. Okay. Yes. We know this because they've been found outside. They're smelling blood from miles away. All of these different things. Um, for some reason, though, Christina Ricci is able to act like herself just be herself and for some reason jimmy is doing the spider-man three thing and he starts off with his typical you know curly hair yeah and now has like bon jovi's like <laughs> early 2000 haircut where it's like straightened and like going over his face it's all like it's it was it was horrifying <laughs> it was it was one of the ugliest things i've ever seen he looks like an idiot um and he's straight up doing the spider-man 3 thing where he goes up to brooke who is dating Bo, the jock and he's like hey baby <laughs> and she's like oh is has something changed <laughs> <laughs> she does like i honestly say that like almost verbatim yeah <laughs> and um what, Bo, what was the song that was playing in Spider-Man 3 when he's fucking, like, strutting down the street, snapping his fingers. Dude, I, I don't know what it was, but it wasn't it just a jazz song? Is that what it was? Just I like think it was, like, jazz music. It was like... <laughs> That's the most obnoxious scene in movie history. <laughs> in the new Spider-Man game for PS4, there's a way to do that taunt where you just start finger-gunning everyone. 
<laughs> as you're walking down the street. It's like the best fucking uh, uh, Easter egg in the game. Like you have to walk for like a few miles and then you'll just start finger gunning everyone that you walk past. It's so awesome. Uh, wait, wait. I just Googled Spider-Man 3 and then I put cool and then it's auto-filling Spider-Man 3 cool Peter Parker song. So, uh, if, you, if you'll humor me. Wait, there's, there's, a, there's a playlist that's songs to walk like Peter Parker in Spider-Man 3. No way. Five. No fucking way. No fucking way. Well, uh, let, let me. I let need me to find that quick. person and fight them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking like such an asshole. Holy shit, this is worse than I remember. <laughs> you know, we actually recently we recently were talking about that movie and um I remember you were like super critical of that scene and I was like always in my head I've been kind of a defender of that scene like not a defender but just like it wasn't that bad and I did watch it the other day and I was like, why was this filmed? Why, why, like, why is this happening? <laughs> so you watched that scene recently? Yeah. It's w- way worse than I remember. Oh, it's way so worse. bad. It's so bad. It, it, and there's just no reason for it. Like, it makes me think, like, Sam Raimi was like, I hate my job. And I don't want to make any more of these. <laughs> And for all, all you uh, music snobs out there, I'm, I'm aware that's a James Brown song. So Is it James Fucking Brown? Fucking relax. It is, yeah. I don't know the name of it, but it is. There'd be somebody that even just Wikipedia's it. And... Well, fuck them. Fuck them, man. Fuck them. All right. So, uh, we're <laughs> Peter Parker. Uh, Peter Parker fights Venom. Yeah. Can we do Spider-Man 3? I think that maybe should be our first one in January where we do cult movies. Because that, in my opinion, is a cult movie at this point. But who likes that? <laughs> well, it doesn't mean it's a cla- cult classic. It's just everyone. It's just this weird movie that everyone wants wait, to go with. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, so, then, so then what's the definition of a cult movie? I don't know. I don't know. Like, wouldn't mo- everything, movies that wouldn't most everything of the population, that's made just be a cult movie? Mo- movies that most of the population hate, I think. I don't think that's... <laughs> So, uh, whatever. We can rehash this out later. Yeah, we can, we can do I mean, I think really our definition of a cult film will be uh, whatever we want. But, uh, oh yeah, you're right. It, it has to have acquired a cult following. Boy, then, you know what? Um, they really need to uh, adjust a lot of these Wikipedia entries. Because <laughs> all the movies that we watch where it's like, it's got a huge cult following now. Need to be... Heavily fucking edited. Because that is not that's not a fucking fact. All right. Anyway. Um, so while uh, Jimmy's acting cool, Bo gets pissed at him and is like, hey, motherfucker, let's wrestle. Because <laughs> Bo's on the wrestling team. <laughs> now, here's so a funny thing as a as a professional wrestling fan growing up. Uh, you learn about amateur wrestling pretty early because you hear about like, you know what I mean? Like you hear about it and you're like, wait, what the fuck is this? Where's the ropes and shit? Yeah. So you, you as a young person, you learn that pretty quickly. For some reason, uh, specifically in the ni- early 90s and late 80s, uh, people in film and TV could not tell the difference between amateur wrestling and professional wrestling. So like Saved by the Bell was the most egregious of these. Like... Like Saved by the Bell, they like punched each other and shit. Like, but on a high school mat, it was fucking ridiculous. Uh, and this movie in two thousand five is worse, somehow worse, somehow worse, and mainly because Jimmy does a hurricane rana to somebody. He he does. After getting his ass kicked for the first two moves, then he does that. That was actually one of the most infuriating things. So Jimmy has all these werewolf powers and he's like talking shit and is like, let's, I'm ready to fight you guys. And they're like, okay, Jimmy suit up. And Jimmy suits up and gets his ass beat for for two full matches by normal people. And then finally, uh, Bo shows up and he hurricane run his bow and then gives Bo a, uh, a, like a stalling vertical, a hanging vertical suplex, <laughs> like for a minute, like he's talking to him. 
Like he's yeah. talking to Bo while holding him in a vertical suplex. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck, man. It's fucking amazing. There's some more Scott Bayo scenes, which is just unbelievable for a film in 2005. Like it's just like like Richie's supposed to be like a Hollywood insider. And right. somehow Scott Bayo is involved in this plot constantly. And, and later on, Judy Greer will be like, "Do you know how many people had to blow to get you on this show?" Oh that my. would be a that would be alarming if you had to blow someone to get Scott Bayo in two thousand five on a show. <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah, she's like she's she's talking to Richie because Richie because Scott Bayo gets bumped from Craig Kilborn, and rightfully so. <laughs> and, and Judy Greer is like. I can't believe that. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? He's literally doing nothing right now. <laughs> Why would they put him on? Um, there's some cool scenes to uh, Judy Greer having some uh, near encounters at work, almost turning into a werewolf in the bathroom. Yes. And Josh Jackson and Jimmy discussing being a werewolf. And You know what? I will say this one thing. About this movie. I feel like the red herrings and shit were great in this. I did not. I did not predict the ending correctly. You did not think that certain person was a werewolf? Correct. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Okay. I fell for the uh, idiot guy that works in the office. His name's like Kevin. (laughs) Because he's just like strangely attracted to Christina Ricci. And he's definitely a red herring to be uh, the main werewolf um, at the end. But I was. Oh, the guy that plays uh, uh, Lex Luthor in Smallville? Fuck, that is where I knew him from. Two Lex Luthers in one movie. Yeah. What, how, what are the odds? What are the odds? All, I, wish they, I wish they threw Gene Hackman in there. <laughs> also, Sean, do you, hear, do you hear like the water pipes running? No, I don't hear that. It, it it's going to pick up on the show. I I don't know what's happening upstairs. It's the the most water being flushed. I can't I can't record when people are awake anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure uh, our fans will appreciate you taking the time. Uh, so um, so we get a bunch of just near uh, miss kind of werewolf scenes with Richie and uh, Jimmy, and then. To me, this is the point in the movie where shit just starts really, it it just gets weird. The message is becoming weird. (laughs) And because Bo, after being embarrassed on the wrestling mat, shows up, right? And Jimmy in that scene had made a, I guess, a a passing uh, uh, joke to Bo being like, well, I think you're repressing your, I think you calling me gay is you like coming out to me coming out yeah like whatever um so bo shows up to his house and is like hey man how'd you know and jimmy's yeah. and jimmy's like uh i don't know oh, also jimmy's dog has turned into a werewolf at this point <laughs> 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 i'm not sure why but also uh for those uh people that give a shit about this is us apparently bo is uh the one of the main guys in it you know that show that like everybody watches and then cries and somehow. Oh my god, are you serious? Watching. Yeah, yeah, he's in that. Oh, that's crazy. Um, so Bo, uh, so Bo shows up and is like, "How'd you know?" And Jimmy's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he's like, "I'm gay," and he tries to kiss Jimmy. Yeah, he goes, uh, he goes in for it. Uh, and Jimmy's like, "Hey, man, I'm not gay." <laughs> and Bo, even weirdly, is like, "Hey, Jimmy, don't be an asshole." Just. Like, <laughs> Just fucking kiss me. <laughs> Which cracks me up that Bo, like, just always legitimately thought Jimmy was gay. <laughs> like, that wasn't just him being a jerk. Like, he just, he also just truly believed that. Um, but Jimmy. Oh, thought, oh. So those, those insults weren't insults. He was just stating what he thought. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> but then Jimmy's like, hey, Bo, uh, sorry, I'm not gay. I'm actually a werewolf. <laughs> Which is one of the most ridiculous scenes I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and then Jimmy's... That's because he delivers that line like almost exactly like you just said it. A hundred percent. He's he's like, all right, man, uh, I got to go. Uh, I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I, 
I'm not I'm not a Jesse Eisenberg hater, but he doesn't have like much range in any of his deliveries ever. So it's like always like deadpanned. He's just like, oh yeah, well Yeah. Yes. And it works in like certain things. Like this scene it kinda works. Um It does not. But 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 even if you give him this scene, because that like just saying that. The rest of the movie, he is cutting jokes as cool guy Jimmy, and it is unbearable. It is unfucking bearable. They're all one-liners and shit. It's insane. It's fucking insane. Well, Jimmy's dog's a werewolf because it bit Jimmy <laughs> and got infected. <laughs> So now he's got a werewolf dog that chases them away. And now Bo and Jimmy are just like buddies. <laughs> it's not like a buddy comedy with Bo and Jimmy starring Bo and Jimmy. And they're just like cutting one liners with each other. And it's just really fucking weird. It's really fucking weird. Um, Josh Jackson and Richie, though, they're having a little bit of a problem because Richie's realizing every girl that's fucked Josh Jackson is now dead. <laughs> yeah, and she calls him on it. Yeah, and Josh Jackson like, has. Well, a uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, and Josh Jackson has a pentagram on his hand. Well, this all causes them all to converge onto uh, Club. Uh, what was it called? Tinsel. I have no clue. Tinsel. Tinsel. Tinsel Club. Okay. It was Josh's Club Tinsel. So they all end up converging there for some reason. I think. I think everyone's looking for Christina Ricci. Um, and Josh reveals he's not the killer wolf. He was born a werewolf. Um, and that there's another werewolf. And as soon as he explains this, the other werewolf shows up. <laughs> yes. And just starts fucking shit up. So now you're wondering who the other werewolf is. So now Josh Jackson's been eliminated as the killer. So you've got to think who it is. So one of the main... Red Herrings was uh, that guy, Kevin, who plays Lex Luthor in Smallville. And then I was like, please let it be Scott Baio. Like, why else? That would have been awesome. Dude, because I was like, why else is he in the movie? Like, what? Shit. That would have been <laughs> or, so much dude, better. Dude, I honestly thought at this point, because they were cutting so many jokes, I was like, what if Craig Kilborn shows up? Because <laughs> they still hadn't shown Craig Kilborn. And I was like, man, that would be fucking amazing if it's like Craig Kilborn leads like a Hollywood werewolf ring and that is like the movie to make <laughs> but unfortunately none of this is the fucking case but Scott Payo does show up to save Christina Ricci <laughs> <laughs> it is the weirdest fucking thing in this movie is Scott Bale's involvement in it he literally could have just been a fake Hollywood actor they could have hired a nobody <laughs> which they did <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! Uh, wow, that's that's pretty good. Uh, oh man! Um, so they evacuate the club. They lock the doors. Christina Ricci goes in um, because she thinks uh, Jimmy's in there, and he is <laughs> with the wolf. With the wolf, um, and we and then the the douche shows up from Christine. Uh, Christina Ricci's uh, job, the guy Kevin, and he's acting so bizarre that you're like, oh shit, it's him. It's him. He's like, hey guys, like, funny seeing you here. Turns out he's just a fucking weirdo. He's just a fucking weirdo and gets murdered in the rafters by a werewolf. Um, uh, that is so fucking good. Um, and then, unfortunately, it turns out it's Judy Greer. <laughs> Who comes walking out as Judy Greer um, and reveals that she was infected by Jake after fucking him? Or yeah, they were doing the sex, and Jake Jake gave her the werewolf curse. And well, so now, so now we're overlapping like the STD thing with like being gay and. It feels like they want to put a message in here. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, why is this being brought up? You know what I mean? Like, why even make this a topic? <laughs> right. I do. 
It was fucking bizarre. But here's the thing. They do nothing with it. They do not. They do absolutely nothing with it. They just throw the idea out there and then they're like, <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like, it's really fucking bizarre. Um, and like the rest of the movie is any dialogue that they talk about is really about it being like a sexually transmitted disease. And right. it's just fucking insane. It's just fucking crazy. Um, fucking weird. Um, and then what's weirder than that is that uh, you have a werewolf movie. And for the next 30 minutes, we watch three humans fight <laughs> in their people form <laughs> instead of being werewolves. Three werewolves. I mean, I should note that they are werewolves, but right. they're in their human form fighting. <laughs> right. They, and that they, goes they on don't for turn about into the wolves. Yeah, that goes on for about twenty minutes before Judy Greer turns into a werewolf, and that's it that scene that the you worst werewolf transformation ever put on film. It is disgusting, and not in like uh, uh, a good special effects way. <laughs> like it's just appalling looking. <laughs> So now we have a single werewolf fighting. Do you hear that noise? No. Uh, it's, I, I'm, I'm like, my blood's boiling. It's just like a rattling sound. I think it's <laughs> fucking it's somebody else. It's going to pick up, I, I can assure you. So to everyone listening, I apologize. <laughs> well, now, I mean, we're talking about Cursed, so it could be worse. Uh, so we get a single werewolf fighting werewolf people. This movie like went on forever at the end. That was my that was actually my biggest issue. Like so after the Judy Greer reveal, the movie should have ended. Yes. Because because they thwart Wait, wait. So Judy Greer escapes, right? <laughs> yeah. And the cops She goes show. outside <laughs> and the cops show up. And this, this, <laughs> this, this might be the most dumb scene we've ever discussed. 100%. It, it, 100%. <laughs> The, the Judy Greer as, as a werewolf goes outside, and the cops show up. And they're like, "What's going on here?" And they're like, "Oh, a werewolf went out." And then Christina Ricci's like, "Yeah, I heard that werewolf has like a skinny butt and like Dude. fat thighs." Yeah, she's like, "Got a she's <laughs> overweight and skinny butt and has dry skin." <laughs> and then the werewolf pops back in. Is like, "That's bullshit!" And gives. Gives the finger to her in the window because she was insulted. And she's still in werewolf form. So she's just werewolf standing, standing in the window giving this person the finger. And then just immediately gets shot by the police. A billion times. Like, she's trying to evade the police. All, she's, all she has to do is evade the police. But these comments make her pop into the window. Just to flip her off. Not even to try and kill her. Not even like jump in to try and kill Richie for saying terrible things. Just like it's just like, hey, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you, Richie. (laughs) It's it's unbelievable. That's how she's thwarted. That's that's the end of her. She dies. (laughs) She fucking dies. They killed her. (laughs) Oh my god. So that should be the end. Um, it should be. And honestly, I would have still hated it just as much. But it would have at least been so much shorter and I would have stopped watching it. Yeah. Uh, this movie's still going on, though. Zippers, uh, the, do- the dog werewolf, has made a mess of the house. Um, and honestly, a werewolf dog is way more interesting than anything in this movie. Agreed. Like, that would have been amazing. A werewolf a dog. A dog. Uh, yeah. Because, um, like, it, it's just uncontrollable. Like, it doesn't even care. Like the confliction, the 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 conflict with the human being a werewolf is like, oh, I don't want to kill people, but I just have these urges. But right. Like a dog is just, just urges. <laughs> right. It looks like it has rabies. Yeah, well, it's not over because fucking J- Josh Jackson and Christina Ricci need to fight now, and they also fight in human form. <laughs> so if you're looking for werewolf fights, this is. Not the place to be. So Richie has till midnight, I guess, until she fully becomes a werewolf for some reason. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, and and turns out Josh Jackson uh, ain't a nice guy after all. No, he's not. He's kind of a weirdo. Kind of a fucking weirdo. Um, we see a couple weird scenes. Jimmy's like running across the ceiling like Spider-Man, except it's so slow. 
Shay could crawl faster than him, 100%. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Um, And then they ultimately uh, defeat Josh Jackson by stabbing him with a fucking... uh, A pie pie serving thing? (laughs) What what would you call it? A pie knife? I guess so. Um, I honestly don't don't know what that's called. (laughs) I I know it's got a name. It's like pie knife. (laughs) It's <laughs> not his name. Well, I want to Google Pie Knife. It's a it's a pie server. Oh, that is his name. Yeah, it's just a pie server. Yeah. How anticlimactic! It doesn't have a proper name. That's fucking insane. That that, that was the ult, the ultimate tool at the end. No, I'm saying it's anticlimactic that it doesn't have a cool name. It's, oh. It doesn't have like a French name. It's called Pie Server. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Cuisinart probably has a nice name for it. Or wait, not Cuisinart. What's that fancy company? Kitchenware? I don't know. I don't buy fancy shit, so I have no idea. I've never bought a pie server in my life. (laughs) Use a fucking fork and a knife like a a normal human being. (laughs) Well, they stab him, and then they decapitate him with a shovel. And and then his body lights on fire. It... it... This movie is so fucking stupid. It's unbelievable. Um, and then that's the end. Um, but <laughs> uh, the house is a fucking disaster, by the way. <laughs> and then yeah. and then Brooke shows up with fucking Zipper and Bo. And Bo is basically like handing over the keys to Brooke. Because <laughs> he was dating her, but now he's gay. Right, and then and she now he's like, Jimmy. And now he's like, here you go, Jimmy. Here's a woman as your prison. Jeez. But I'm saying that's what it felt like, right? I know, I know. That is it. It was like a handing over, and Brooke's like, cool with it. Um, Jimmy gets his. And then Christina Ricci's like, okay, you guys have fun. I'm going to clean up the house. I would literally be like, Jimmy, get your fucking ass in here. Get get those two idiots in here too. This house is a disaster. We need to call the insurance company like immediately. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what a weird fucking movie. Yeah, I I was not a fan of any part of it. Ugh. Like I guess I didn't hate it, but just really those weird like the STD and the the gay storyline just overlapping just seemed like why were they. Why were they there? Like the homophobia and stuff. Like there was no resolution to it. Yeah, I I don't know. It was fucking. Uh, like bizarre. you said, maybe maybe they they had a plan to tie it all together and it got lost in the the reshoots and the. That, that's my guess. My guess is it had to have been, kind of like uh, it follows. Remember that was like an STD movie. Yes. I feel like that's what they were trying to do. I feel like they were making, an STD movie. In 2005, <laughs> which probably might have been more offensive. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where they were going with it. I would love to know what was shot the first 90%. I would love to see it. Yeah. And see how big of a liar Wes Craven is. Because <laughs> I just don't see a great point in any of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so that's the end of this movie. Yeah. Yep. So next week we're doing... Is next week our Halloween episode? Yeah, right? Yeah, Phantom of the Megaplex. Phantom of the Megaplex. People were very, very excited about uh, hearing us uh, say that. So Really? Yeah, they were pumped. I got a ton of messages being like, oh, I can't wait. So I was like, well, I can. <laughs> Why are you such a hater on the Disneys, man? You really didn't like Halloween Town? Dude, Halloween Town is fucking stupid, Joe. Sean, Sean, Sean. That taxi driver, the old skull and bones, he's fucking hilarious. Come on. That guy's funny as hell. What Those monsters Oh, I just fantastic. got the chills. I just got the fucking chills. Okay, the monsters, the monsters are kind of cool looking. The, special, yeah, honestly, the makeup in it is crazy. I, I, they should have sued J.K. Rowling. Because I bet you she watched this movie and was like, I'm going to write Harry Potter. <laughs> Got drunk, got drunk at a pub and saw Halloween Town and was like, this is it. 
Absolutely. It is very similar, and it came first. It did. It did. All right. So, um, yeah, enjoy uh, your week before Halloween, guys. And, um, yeah, we'll be doing Phantom of the Megaplex next week, and that's exciting. Yeah, and we're uh, on Patreon. I'm gonna, we'll talk about uh, what we've watched so far. Oh, which, yes, spoiler yes. alert, not much. <laughs> jo- jo- I've watched a lot. Have you? Oh, I'm, like, almost caught up for the month. Dude, it takes me, like, a week and a half to watch one movie. And then when I finally have time to, like, sit down and watch one, I have to watch shit, like, fucking cursed. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a nightmare. It's a process. I'm trying. I'm trying. I have a couple days off. So, like, I'll, I'll record an episode about what I've watched so far. But I have a couple days off coming up, so hopefully I'll just marathon. <laughs> I won't. There's no way she will let me. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you all so much for the support. Uh, we really appreciate it so, so much. We've got a few more shirts left, so go on over to store.ihatehorror.com. We're almost sold out there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, place your orders while you can. And um, that's it. Uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram at I Hate Horror. Joe's at uh, Boognish. 1985. 1985. And um, that is it for this episode. Thanks again, guys. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. That's it guys, that's it guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys.